0: Welcome to year two of The Playlist Project, a podcast where we learn about people through music and learn about music through people. I am Stacy C, and playlists for me started as mixtapes, recording songs off the radio with a quick trigger finger on the record button. Mixtapes or playlists can be for yourself or to give to someone else. In this podcast, I hope to share songs and people with you. On this episode of The Playlist Project is Wedding Buddies Part 2 with Jonathan. Jonathan, how are you?
1: Hi, how are you? I'm great. I'm so honored to be here.
0: Thank you so much for coming and thank you for being on the show. Um, For those of you who listened to last episode, John and Steve, we finally got Steve's husband, but we're not going to refer you as Steve's husband. You're your own person. I am. I am an individual. That's right. <laughs> I heard about some of the drama of how you had to fight over who was going to play who on what list.
1: Man, we had to arm wrestle, but <laughs> I think I think we did all right. I think so.
0: That's great. I'm I'm so looking forward to your list. But before we get to your list, as I ask everybody uh, who comes on my show, I asked Jonathan to bring five songs that he does like. Not top five, not any genre, just five that he likes. So before we get into that, let's hear about Jonathan. Give me a, like five, ten, se- thirty 10, 30 minute, doesn't matter, of who you are. Who's Jonathan?
1: I am Jonathan. I am 38 years old. I am I guess I would say like the epitome of an optimist. Um, <laughs> I'm a very fun-loving, happy-go-lucky type of guy. I work in a pay- for a payroll company and their tax department. I work from home alongside my husband while he works and uh, avid concert goer, a music aficionado, or nice. very passionate, very passionate about our music. So I'm lucky I uh, have a partner in crime who feels the same way as well.
0: That's awesome. My husband is an ultimate indoor kid. So I <laughs> I do these things by
1: myself sometimes. <laughs> hey, you know to give us a call.
0: Now I can. Now I can. If there's Heck someone yeah. coming coming in town. I know. My wedding buddies. Heck yeah. Let me get you into some, some music trivia questions before we jump into that five sure. of yours. Yes. Um, first up, as always, what is your first music memory?
1: So my first music memory was in the mid 80s. So I was born in 84, but I...
0: 84 represent!
1: Heck yeah! While other kids were playing with like trucks and action figures and stuff, my sister, who was a little bit older than me, was the proud owner of like one of the first CD players and had a turntable. Oh. And... I was using her CDs and playing with her vinyl records. I was told that I broke her CD player at one point. Of course. And, um, that had to be repaired. And that's back when CD players cost hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars. So, yeah. yeah. I don't remember that part, but <laughs> I just remember playing all sorts of her music. And that's a lot of where some that's where some of my influence comes in what you may see or hear in the the next few minutes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's great. Oh, that's great. Because I hear you go to lots of concerts. Do you keep souvenirs from the concerts or do you buy merch? Like, what do you take home?
1: So earlier on, I wish I would have started this earlier. I wish I would have like gotten a shirt or a program or something because there was a lot of concerts where I skipped out on that. But now it's generally a t-shirt mm-hmm. or a program or something, some sort of a memento to look back on and admire the concert and the experience because yeah. a lot of the concerts or i should say most of the concerts are out of town because it, not a ton of huge names come directly to us so yeah. you know it's usually a travel event so it's something to remind us of the time that we had
0: yeah so it's not only the concert but also the
1: trip absolutely
0: that's awesome all right and then what was the first piece of music that you owned and in what format was it
1: are we asking like artist or and album type situation
0: my first cassette tape was a Debbie Gibson cassette tape, just to give you an example.
1: Mine was also a cassette tape and it was Gloria Estefan's "Yes Cuts Both Ways was the the (laughs) album. And it's still to this day, one of my favorite albums.
0: Well, we should get into some of these wonderful songs that you have prepared and have fought for valiantly. Um, So do you have any sort of theme or how you want to set it up before we get into the first pick?
1: Um maybe just a little background before the before the the reveal. Yes, for the first song that I chose, mm-hmm. um this has a lot of musical memory and this also goes back to the first cassette tape that I ever owned, mm-hmm. um which was related to me watching the 1990 American Music Awards.
0: Oh my god.
1: Sitting with my mom and my sister waiting for this particular artist to come on and do the song that I was so obsessed with and still love 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 because this is probably one of the reasons that i'm so in love with music Mm -hmm. is because of that even though there's not a general theme here but the song that i'm referring to is gloria stefan get on your feet
0: yes i love this song this is such a good one gloria stefan let's listen We were doing some epic chair dancing. Heck yeah. How can you not move? Gloria, you have to. You have to move. You have to. Love it. I love it. That's some great energy to kick us off. So good.
1: That's the energy that brought me into the music world. So I figured that was the most appropriate way to kind of show a little bit about myself.
0: Yeah. You said your mom was a big Gloria
1: fan? My mom and my sister both. So that was one of the CDs in the vinyl that I was playing for my sister. Yep. And then I think they got sick of me. My sister got sick of me using her equipment. so <laughs> I was gifted my first boombox.
0: <gasps> yes.
1: With cassettes, dual cassette player. That was the first tape that I requested and owned.
0: Nice. Well, with the dual cassette, you could make bootlegs. Not that anybody did that.
1: No, no. I, my MC Hammer tape was completely
0: legit. Legit. It was, it was too legit to quit.
1: Hey, hey.
0: Strong first one. What follows Gloria?
1: So the song that I chose after Gloria, we'll call it an unrealistic, not a love song, love song. (laughs) It's a B-side from this particular artist. Love those. But it's very significant to me because it came out right at the time where I met my husband for the first time. So Mm -hmm. it was in uh, September of 2003, and that's how specific I remember when the album came out and... When I heard it for the first time, this album got played on repeat when it came out. Both my husband and I worked at Blockbuster, so we had a similar schedule of getting out at midnight. Mm -hmm. We would get in the car and just go for a drive and listen to music. Just drive endlessly. And this was the album that we played... And this song is not a romantic song, but it has uh-huh. one romantic line in it that we both kind of got gushy over, I guess we'll call
0: it. Yeah. You made the heart eyes. We
1: Yes, exactly. For some reason, this line stuck out as significant to us, and it was very romantic, and it just summarized how we felt about each other at that time. And Aww. The name of the song is called Split Screen Sadness. So again, not a love song. And it's by John Mayer.
0: John Mayer. You're right. I haven't even heard this one
1: before. So it's from the album Heavier Things. It was his second studio album. There is a line in the song that was very specific. It's a very short line. And the line that we found so prevalent and lovely was, I'll check the weather wherever you are, because I want to know if you can see the stars tonight. Oh. And, uh, I know, sappy, sappy, but it just, that was the beginning of our story, I guess. So.
0: So dang cute.
1: Uh, I know.
0: All right. Uh, some John Mayer. Let's listen. We- That's so cute. You know, I'm not usually a John Mayer fan. That male singer-songwriter just, like, doesn't hit it quite right with me. I can appreciate it, but that's so lovely.
1: It's a moment in time for me. I am, I will say I am an avid John Mayer fan. Nice. Honestly wanted to have that career because I studied music in school. I was a vocalist, and that's kind of where I wanted to go until I realized, like, I don't have the money to get myself to New York City or wherever I got to go to, like, have this type of career. So karaoke all the way. 100% absolutely get a couple drinks in me and I am John there. So
0: <laughs> I would need several. Uh, okay. So two, two down. What's two down. number three. What do we got?
1: I love a song that builds. Like I like yes. a song that starts very simple or acoustically or just very simplistic. And that ends with a big buildup or a big bang. Mm-hmm. This was a band that I discovered. They were actually an opening band. For one of the first concerts I went to alone, without like a parental unit, nice was uh, Bare Naked Ladies was the first.
0: Yes,
1: when Stunt came out, like that was my Mm -hmm. like first solo concert with friends, no no supervision, and um, this band opened for them, and they sound just as good live as they do on their album, and I was just obsessed with the whole set. But this song which I have spread to my husband as well as, <laughs> as. So this is one that we had to wrestle over. Um, <laughs> seeing as I brought it into our lives or his life that mm-hmm. I got to keep possession. The name of the song is called Two Points for Honesty, and it's by the band Guster. I love
0: Guster. Guster
1: is an absolute favorite band of mine,
0: I sometimes forget that they're a thing, and I'm always happy to hear Guster. Oh,
1: I am an avid Guster lover connoisseur of sorts.
0: nice, oh, that's amazing i thank you, thank you for bringing a Guster song one hundred percent you are so welcome. I love this, two points for honesty let's listen. to stick in your mind to points for honesty it must make you sad to know that nobody cares Guster that was so nice. My Aww. heart just kind of like brought me back to my love of Guster. I'm I'm absolutely just going to jam to that tomorrow at work. So they thank you. They just bring
1: such joy. I don't know how you can't feel happy listening to them. They just are such a fun, positive band. So good. It makes great music.
0: I think you're three for three. I don't know about anybody else. <laughs>
1: Am I winning but, this? I, am I doing it? Am I, I doing it all right?
0: <laughs> I, 10 out of 10 so far. What's it right. for?
1: All right. So, again, with the similarities of myself and my husband.
0: Don't sound so excited about it.
1: It's so hard not to have the similarities in the themes because yeah. you just so happened to get him first. So, <laughs> <laughs> going into that wedding theme again, that yep. wedding style theme, this was an artist. Again, who I discovered as an opening act for Mr. John Mayer. This guy just had such a s- interesting, unique sound and very smooth. And I would call him maybe folky in a way. Okay. This song from that album that I bought at the concert, because mm-hmm. uh, I couldn't get enough of it, was a contender for our wedding song. Oh, uh, nice. It didn't make it as our wedding song. However, this is the song that we walked to. Oh. Uh-
0: nice. We didn't
1: have an aisle, so we didn't walk down the aisle, but we, we presented ourselves to this song.
0: <laughs> Mr. and Mr. Freshly Married.
1: Exactly. And even though it wasn't our song, we've also spread this to a couple friends who mm-hmm. as their songs. So the name of the song is called One and Only, and it's by an artist named Titor. Wow. I know. No idea. Um, T-E-I-T-U-R.
0: Okay. One and Only. Let's listen. I took one look in your eye. Out to hold your hand. This is when I realized what I could never understand. Do you want to be my one and only love? Well, if there's one theme between both of these episodes, between you and your hubs, is you just share the love and share the joy not only of music, but just love in general it's true it's great
1: it's i can't i love it it. i cannot deny it i found my person and i'm very lucky i am very very
0: lucky yeah and you guys are so great i'm just so appreciative of you both being on the show and i know that when you asked you're like oh well can we do it together i was like no i need more guests
1: you know what i like that because you might have seen a physical fight on camera so
0: all right Do you have one to, like, wrap us up? I do. I know, we're through your list already. I I almost don't want it to end. We got
1: here so fast. I know. This is less lovey-dovey, but more uh, signifies my love of divas. As we talked about earlier, Gloria is my diva divine number one. Amazing. But um, my modern-day diva, this song, is different than a lot of the other songs that she does and that she might be known for, which are a lot of Mm -hmm. bangers and dancey type stuff. But This one shows just how musically talented she is, and this was one of those first songs that came out that kind of showcased that, where you can just see how talented she is behind a piano and with her voice. We were lucky enough to see this live a couple of times, because we saw this tour, I think, four times total. Wow. In a couple different Amazing. Must have been good. It was very, very good. Still lives up. It was just so memorable, and this song specifically, the name of the song is called Speechless, and it's by... Lady Gaga the <gasps>
0: Gagas
1: it's a, She is my other diva divine She's <laughs> my modern day diva divine
0: Alright Speechless Let's listen ah! No, I didn't realize that Gaga was such a lower register. That's such a a wonderful song.
1: It's such a wonderful song. And I love the lower register. And one of the things I loved about it is when she performed it live, she actually, before she sang it, she kind of told the story about the song and how she wrote it. And it's written, I believe, from the perspective of her grandfather. And we saw the show in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And that's actually where her grandparents are from or were from. Mm -hmm. I believe that was probably a trigger as to why the story was told. But I just remember thinking how cool it was. And it just showed off a kind of a different side of her and the the type of music maybe that she's known for yeah. or typically puts out. And it just showcases a whole different side of her and just shows how musically talented she really is.
0: Yeah, she really is a powerhouse. And I love her. I I don't listen to a lot of her music, but I love her because she is just unapologetic about being her own self advocate and and advocating for those who can't i know that she's been through some trauma that she has shared she just seems like such an amazing human and that's what's so great. what i think is great about her
1: 100,000% and that's part of the reason that i'm drawn to her as a human and an artist and yeah. i like the fact that she's got these musical chops
0: mm-hmm. when she can
1: uh, when she performs in kind of an elaborate or an extravagant way whereas a lot of times certain artists might use that as kind of like a gimmick or whatnot yeah. but she's got like a, that musicality to kind of back that up where she can she can basically can do no wrong when it comes to that kind of thing because she is so musically talented that she can she has the ability to do
0: yeah that. and then she wears a meat dress and I'm like are you like satirical is that what's happening
1: There's always like a hidden meaning or a hidden message behind everything that she does or says or wears. And funny story, we just came back from Vegas a week Mm -hmm. ago and in one of the hotels where one where she has her residency, the meat dress is there. How is it still a dress?
0: Wasn't that a few years ago?
1: It was. And on the placard that tells you all about it, it actually tells you where the dress was taxidermied. Yes, taxidermied.
0: Oh, it was taxidermied. How
1: how thoughtful. And it actually gave me information about who and where and when it was taxidermied. So that's how it was preserved.
0: You know, I suppose if you're going to preserve a meat dress, that that's probably
1: how you should do it. Meat dress with, full on with meat purse. Meat purse was with it too.
0: And also taxidermied, I assume. I mean... Wow, that is a fun fact I did not know I needed. You,
1: that's what I'm here for.
0: <laughs> oh, that was so fun. Yes, amazing list. I'm so glad you were able to share that with me. I um,
1: am so glad that you gave me the opportunity to do so. I really appreciate being here, and I just love talking about music, and hopefully someone or someone somewhere found it fun or interesting and can relate.
0: yeah. No, I love sharing people and songs with a, with all of you. So it's it's wonderful. So thank you so much. I so much appreciate it. Okay, here's
1: a fun one. For me, especially in like childhood and stuff, like there are certain, let's say movies or TV shows that mm-hmm. have some sort of a song or some sort of, whether it be a theme song or you know the song during the ending credits that mm-hmm. sticks with them. And I have a few of those. Uh, is there anything that you can think of that kind of sticks out in your mind? <sighs> like a song... Related to something visual from like childhood or, or any time.
0: I amazingly grew up in the 80s where the animated theme songs were in abundance.
1: I'm so ready for this. I'm so ready for this.
0: i You're going to play it
1: and I'm going to sing it. I know it.
0: <laughs> so yes, it was an animated TV show. So this is the first one that popped in my head. It's an animated TV show that I used to love when I was a kid. And it was the Inspector Gadget theme song. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. We all wanted to be James Bond, Mission Impossible, and Inspector Gadget was about as close as we were going to get.
1: One hundred thousand percent.
0: Inspector Gadget. I guess. Let's listen. <laughs> <laughs> I am absolutely going to have that song stuck in my head for four days now. So thank you, Jonathan, for that.
1: You know, I have to leave with parting gift. I'm really sorry.
0: <laughs> no, that was fun. Um, as I, as I said during the break, I almost picked the Gummy Bears theme song. Ugh. I played it once for my kids and they went ape crazy. They just loved it. Uh,
1: yes. And you know that people are just singing it in their head now just by the mention of it. Oh, 100%. Just by mentioning it.
0: Well, that was lovely. Thank you for reminiscing there. And I'm I'm gonna rock some Guster tomorrow. Thank you so much for that.
1: Yeah. Oh, that does my heart good.
0: Love it. Thank you so much for coming. I can't wait to share this with all all of the listeners.
1: I'm just so thankful that you invited me on. This is so much fun. So much fun.
0: (laughs) And if you know anybody
1: who wants to join, send them my way. I absolutely will. (laughs) It's the best time. If you love music, this is where it should be.
0: If you want to hear these songs in their entirety, follow the Playlist Project Podcast playlist on Spotify or click the link in the description. Thanks for listening.